0: Red Eton, written and read by Graham Johncock. There were once two widows living next door to each other. One had two sons, the other had one, and the three lads grew up together as the best of friends. Then one day the oldest of the two brothers decided it was time for him to leave home and go on an adventure. He was determined to make something of himself. His mother said she would make him a cake for his journey and sent him off with a bucket to fetch some water. He didn't realise there was a wee hole in this bucket though, so by the time he got back home it was only half full. Not to worry, said his mother, the cake's just going to have to be that wee bit smaller. Once it was ready, she said to her son, you have to make a choice now. You can either take half the cake, along with my blessing, or you can take the whole thing, but you'll be cursed. The boy thought about it, and as much as he wanted his mother's blessing, he didn't know how long this journey was going to take. The cake wasn't very big. Better be on the safe side and take the full thing. He couldn't leave his wee brother behind with nothing though, so he gave him a beautiful hunting knife and told him as long as the blade was bright and shiny, he was safe. If it ever became dark and rusty, he would know his brother has befallen some kind of evil. So on that cheery note, the boy set out on his journey. After hiking for miles and miles, he came across an old man herding a flock of magnificent sheep. This was the first person he'd seen for days, so he asked the old man, Who did the sheep belong to? The reply wasn't quite what he was expecting. The red Eton of Ireland once lived in Balagan, and stole King Malcolm's daughter, the king of fair Scotland. He beats her and he binds her, he lays her on a band, and every day he dings her with a bright silver wand. Like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man. It's said there's one predestinate to be his mortal foe. But that man is yet unborn, and lang may it be so. And with that strange poem ringing in his ears, the boy marched on, hoping he wasn't going to bump into this red etin. Next, he came across a man looking after a passel of hogs. With the same curiosity, he asked who the pigs belonged to, and he got exactly the same answer in return. After the pigs came a man herding goats, and again he told the boy they were owned by the red etin this time, whoever gave a word of warning, he said that you know, those farmed animals, they were all harmless, but the next lot you're going to come across, they're a wee bit different. Filled with even more dread now, the boy carried on, and sure enough, the monsters that he witnessed would make your blood turn cold. Each beast had two heads, each head had four horns. Those heads, they were all snapping and snarling, and the boy legged it as fast as he could. Every time he thought he was in the clear, he would look over his shoulder and saw those beasts hot on his heels. An enormous castle loomed up in front of him. Built on a big hill, so he made a beeline straight for the front door. Without even stopping to knock, he slipped inside and paused to catch his breath. The place seemed deserted, so he wandered the halls until he came to the kitchen, and there he found an old woman sitting by the fire. Oh, I'm so sorry to just barge in like this, he said, but I was trying to escape those beasts roaming outside. Is there any chance I could just stay for the night? Well, the old woman replied, there's no skin off my nose if you stay here, but just so you know, this is the home of something far more terrifying than those creatures outside. This is the castle of the Red Etten, a powerful giant with three heads and a cruel, unforgiving nature. Well, the boy realised he was out of the frying pan and into the fire, but when he looked outside, it was starting to get dark. There was a chance he could avoid the monsters in daylight, but at night, no way. With the old woman's permission, he hid in a wee cupboard under some stairs and he settled down to sleep. Well, it wasn't long before he was shaken awake by the thunderous roar of the Red Etten. He had returned home and was stomping around, clearly looking for something. Actually... He seemed to be sniffing for something. Seek but and seek Ben. I smell the smell of an earthly man. Be he living or be he dead. His heart this night shall join my bread. On that note he tore open the cupboard. Dragged the boy out. The red and he offered his captive a chance to win his freedom. By asking him three riddles all about Scottish history. The poor lad, he was stumped. Unable to answer, the giant tapped him with a wand and turned the boy to stone. The next morning, his younger brother, safely back at home, checked the knife he'd been given for probably the hundredth time. It had lost its shine, it was starting to go rusty, and he knew that something had befallen his older sibling. It was time for him to get up and go save him told his mother what he was planning and she sighed and agreed to make him a cake for the journey. Everything played out just as it had before. There was a hole in the bucket. The cake was too small. He took the whole thing, met the animals, hid in the castle and eventually was turned to a pillar of stone right alongside his brother. Not the best rescue attempt. Back at home, the other widow and her son were sitting down for supper one night and they had a strange visitor. A woman dressed all in green knocked on their door and was invited in to join them. By the fire she told him that the two boys had been captured by the terrifying red etin. If only there was somebody brave enough to save them both. Well, it might not be his blood, but those two boys were like that other boy's brothers. His mother knew that he was going to try and rescue, no matter what she said, so she sent him to a well to get water for a cake, borrowing their neighbour's bucket. Just as he started to walk home, a raven flew overhead and called out to the boy. The water was leaking out your bucket. He had some wits about him, so he picked up a lump of clay and he plugged the hole, making sure that he returned with a full pail of water. His mother gave him the same offer as the other two boys had had. Half the cake with her blessing, or the full cake with a curse. The boy replied, That's a pretty large cake, so I might not need all of it. And besides... There could be plenty of other cakes ahead but I'm never going to come across another blessing like yours. Off he set and after some time travelling he pulled out his half cake and he hungry enough to eat the whole thing but out of nowhere a tired and ragged old woman appeared. and She was starving and asked him just, just a wee bite to eat. And he took one look at her and he realised she needs this more than me. And as soon as he handed over a large portion the woman transformed into the strange visitor who had told him about his two friends. She said that, Between your mother's blessing and your kindness to me, you've earned more than you could ever imagine. She handed over a magic wand and warned him of everything that was to come and, more importantly, how to win. It wasn't long before the boy came to the shepherd and asked him who those sheep belonged to. And the shepherd replied, The Red Eton of Ireland. Once lived in Balagan, and stole King Malcolm's daughter, the King of Fair Scotland. He beats her, and he binds her, and he lays her on a band, and every day he dings her with a bright silver wand. Like Julian the Roman, he's one that fears no man, but now I fear his end is near, and destiny at hand. used to me, I plainly see, the heir of all his land. Well, the boy met the pigs, and he met the goats just as before, and this time when he came to the monsters, he didn't panic. Any of them that attacked, out came his magic wand, and poof, down went the creature. And then, boldly into the red Eton's castle, he strolled. The old woman was there again, and she warned him not to come in. Two have come before you, and they both stand like stone pillars now. The same thing is going to happen. The boy gave a little smile. Don't worry about me, he said. I know much that they didn't so when the red stormed in, sniffing around with his three heads, the boy was ready and waiting to meet him. The giant laughed at how easy this one was. He asked him the same three riddles as before. But the fairy woman had already told him all of the answers. Every time the boy got a riddle right, the red seemed to shrink. By the end, his power was completely gone. The boy simply plucked an axe off the wall and chopped off each head. The ferocious Red eton was finished. The old lady was shocked. But with the giant dead, she showed the boy all the treasures of the castle, and that included King Malcolm's daughter. She was beautiful and fierce, but even her soft voice wasn't enough to distract the boy from his real mission. He followed the old lady down to the dungeon and found his two friends standing there like perfect statues. With a simple tap from the fairy's magic wand, The statue slowly turned back to two real boys, and together they all escorted the princess back to her father, King Malcolm. He was delighted to have his daughter back, almost more pleased that the menacing giant was finally done for. And thanks, he rewarded the boy with all the lands that Red Etten had taken for himself, along with the princess's hand in marriage. The two of them, as people like to say, all lived happily ever after.